Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Platinum Grill. Chilling, chilling like a motherfucking villain, which is a spoiler alert for one of the movies that we're going to be talking about today, Villains. Before Sick gets on here and reviews his little movies and blabs on to himself about films and whatnot, I just wanted to read a review of his favorite film from 2019, Midsummer. But it's spelled incorrectly because Ari Aster, that motherfucker needs to learn how to speak English. It's spelled like Midsommar. But anyways, I just wanted to read a review of that movie. Um, I was going to read my own review, but then I came across a review on Letterboxd uh, from a, a user. And I was like, man, that sums up my motherfucking point of view perfectly. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, Annie Boobs 88. Uh, this mo Annie Boobs 88, actually, there's no S at the end. It's Annie Boobs 88. Uh, they, they wrote a review for Midsummer. And I was like, hell yeah, that shit sums my motherfucking view up perfect, perfectly. You know what I mean? Like a kitty cat on a dancing on a moon top. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, here it goes. And I quote, this movie is a waste of time. You get like one of the most extremely fucked up movies with a fucking sex dungeon ritual. And we can't even see Florence Pugh's fucking tits. The woman empowerment is annoying and it made it even worse by the fact that it's fucking creepy. The friends are annoying and also one of them is literally black. Also, I'm not gay and there's a ton of cocks in this movie. Like, bro, put it away. I don't fucking suck dick. End quote. That's a half star review of Midsummer. Um, I totally agree with that fucking review. I'm sick of Ari Aster coming in our country and not spelling things correctly. So I just wanted to put that out there. My name's Platinum Grill. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to let Sick come in here and blab about films and whatnot. All right. One love. In a world where movies are abundant, but podcasts are... Well, well podcasts are also abundant. Comes another podcast about movies. You're listening to Stop Talking During Movies. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 15 of Stop Talking During Movies. I'm your host, the MC, currently informally known as Sick, SYQ. Um, you can check out my music at syqs.bandcamp.com or on iTunes, just under SYQ. Um, this is episode 15. I think I said that. Damn, memory's going bad. I'm going to rank the last five movies that I watched in order from worst to first. Um, this... This episode's gonna be, uh, maybe it will expose me as a Philistine, but, um, I can see a lot of movie lovers ranking my fifth, like the, the movie that I put in fifth place here as the best movie that, you know, out of these five. And the best movie that I rated number one as the worst movie. I can totally see that. Um, but yeah, this is my opinion on it. I guess, um, I think I'm in the minority on this one. Um, so I'll just get into it. Um, let's see. Let me just look really quick. So I have, um, today I'll be talking about a, a movie that I rated as a mediocre movie. That is my number five. My number four is, uh, an okay movie. Number three is an okay movie. Number two, a good movie. And number one, I think is a great movie. Um, and if you, yeah, well, we'll just get into it. So number five is from a very prominent or a very well-respected director, Claire Denis. Uh, French director, art. Uh, she's an auteur, 
uh, writer and uh, director. She's an artist. You can tell she's an artist. But she came out with a film in 2019, last year, called High Life. We were scum. Trash. Refuse that didn't fit into the system. Until someone had the bright idea of recycling us to serve science. The odds are not in our favor. But when my work is accomplished, when perfection is achieved, then what? Fly away? I know I look like a witch. You're Foxy and you know it. This mission can't turn our shame into some type of glory. I can't do this flying around no more. High Life, starring Robert Pattinson, um, Andre 3000's in here, great to see him. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Uh, Juliette Binoche, um, she's one of the main stars here. This movie is, you know, I, I know th this is the one I'm talking about, so I could see a lot of film lovers really loving this movie. It's very well made in, in the sense that it's artistically made. Um, you can tell Claire Denis has a a vision. She's making the movie she wants to make. Um, I respect that. There's a lot of beautiful shots in this movie. Um, it's a well-crafted film um, from an artistic standpoint. I just did not care at all about this. I wrote in my review, um, and I think it's not quite fair, but uh, this is kind of how I feel about this. This movie is to film what modern art is to art. Um, not in the sense that, like, you know, a lot of modern art is like somebody will put a tomato can on the ground, put some sunglasses around it and be like that, you know, it, it exemplifies white privilege in our society and the subjugation of the Native Americans. It, you know, they it's all just a bunch of bullshit. It's not real art. It doesn't take much skill at all. They'll, you know, they'll, uh, there'll be a fucking art exhibit of a tire on fire. Um, and that's their art. I'm not saying it in that sense because Claire Denis is obviously an artist. She can make a film. She, there, there's a lot of, uh, very, very good stuff going into her m movies. As far as I can tell, what I mean by that is if you admit this movie isn't very good, you're looked at as a Philistine. You're looked at as somebody that's not really into movies. You're not very intelligent. You don't know what you're talking about. But if you pretend that this is a brilliant movie, that it's just a beautiful example of what film is, then you're the cool kid. You're awesome. You're in the group. You're in the club. I think that's what's going on with this. I've heard a, a lot of, I heard a lot about this movie beforehand. I try not to let that influence me when I'm watching it. It's possible it does. Um, I try to go in with a blank slate and just be like, all right, let's, let's see how this movie does. I'm, I'm not going to prejudge it. I try not to factor in what other people think about a movie before I go into it. Obviously it's going to bleed in, but I really try to be objective about it. And while watching this movie, I just thought this is not, uh, there's literally, I didn't have um, any characters in the movie that I liked. They were all very annoying to me. I felt like it was not emblematic of anything that resembling humanity, real humanism, real what it is to be human. I, I just felt like it was all, Hmm. How, how would I say it's like a, like a, um, it's like humans painted in a ugly, but pretty, uh, that's a bad way to describe it. Painted pretty, uh, humans painted in a pretty light, but without, um, but, but trying to be, I, this, I guess what is what it is. It's like a, 
I felt like Claire Denis was trying to be provocative with non-human characters and just being provocative for the sake of being provocative. I felt like there was a lot of characters in this movie that didn't really feel, they just weren't real. They were caricatures, like romanticized character caricatures of grimy, ugly people. I just, I don't know. I, I didn't like the characters. This ha movie has like pretty much everything I'm looking for in a movie. It's beautifully shot. It's about space. Like I'm in with that. It's a, a dystopian type future movie, which I'm in for that. It's uh, limited storytelling. I'm in for that. Um, Robert, everybody's acting fair. I mean, the, the performances are very good. I'm in. But this just felt like one of those sci-fi movies from the, you know, the early 90s, late 80s, where it was just <clears throat> cool concepts, throwing in some sex scenes here and there, um, and then, you know, just kind kind of leaving you with a lot of questions and not really answering them, being provocative for the sake of being provocative. I just felt like it was all in all, like I honestly, you take, you take all the hype away from this movie and I'm just left thinking like, eh, eh it's not, it, it just wasn't very good. I didn't hate the movie. I just felt like un completely underwhelmed by what I was seeing. Um, it just felt like it, it was a whole lot of nothing disguised as something and or a whole lot of nothing disguised as something profound. I didn't find it profound. I didn't find it. I, I just didn't think it hit the mark at all. I can see why I can see if some people do feel like this movie connects to them and they love it. And maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I go back and rewatch it and I totally change my opinion. This is one of those movies where I think that it could easily be the case where I watch it again and I'm totally, you know, I come back on here. I'm like, no, hundred percent. I was wrong on my last review. This could easily be one of those movies that you that need a second viewing and or, or to, to fully be absorbed, I think. I just don't think it's interesting enough for me to give it that second viewing. I doubt I ever will. Um, I showed the trailer to my wife and she is definitely not in for it. She doesn't like that type of movie. And so it's very unlikely I'll rewatch it unless, you know, some of you guys reach out to me and be like, you, you know what you're talking about. Rewatch it. Then maybe I will. But. Yeah, I just did not really like this movie very much. Um, and also, those space helmets, they have gaps. Clearly have gaps. There's no way those things are usable in space. That is neither or neither here nor there. All right, the number four movie that I watched, the fourth best movie, second worst movie, Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, God. Hey, Possum <laughs> Sorry, just you in that chair. I think it would have made a damn fine president. You would have brought a real dignity to the office. You're welcome, America. Welcome to Zombieland. Life is about more than just survival. We were a family. Dysfunctional, sure, but what family isn't? Merry Christmas! What would you like, little girl? I'd really like for you to stop calling me little girl. But do you know what I would like? I don't give a shit what you like. It felt so good to be on the move again. Whoa! Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Columbus. Madison. This is Tallahassee. Hey, Paul Blart. Is this your dad? Oh, whoopsie. I forgot the seatbelt rule. Oh, so she knows the rules? I told her just a few of them. 73, and are there more? You're cute. I like it. Zombieland, Double Tap, directed by Robert Fleischer, director of Venom. Uh, Gangster Squad, 30 Minutes or Less, Zombieland, the first Zombieland, starring Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, Emma Stone, 
um, who may be my favorite female actress, or what would it be? Not female actress, favorite female actor or actress working today, possibly. Um, uh, Abigail uh, Breslin and Zoe Deutsch, who I think was the star of the show. She was, or the star of the show, the star of the movie. She was very good. She wasn't the star, but she was the funniest and funnest part of the movie. Um, this is an okay movie. Uh, not a good movie, not a bad movie. Um, kind of felt like there was no reason for it to be made, kind of felt meld in a little bit, but there was enough there that I'm glad they made it. I like all the actors. Um, I laughed and enjoyed the movie, but not quite enough for me of either of those. I didn't laugh enough and I didn't really enjoy it enough for me to say it's a good movie. Um, it really felt like an unnecessary movie throughout. Um, God, you know, the thing is, is that the writer of this movie wrote Deadpool and Deadpool 2. And those movies I found extreme, the comedy, I found the comedy very good. And the comedy mixed with drama, extremely good. I feel like, why not make this movie? I, I don't know. It's hard to say why not make this movie like that. It's stupid. But like Zombieland 1. Zombieland 1 was extremely good. I, or not extremely good, but it was a very good movie. It was... um unique it was told in a in a, a really cool way um and the jokes landed a lot more i but in Zombieland 2 is just you know double tap it was just like kind of rehashing a lot of the same jokes rehashing a lot of the same plot uh, it just felt kind of like everybody there was acting it felt like they were acting um but with all that being said it was just you know and this is what i'm saying i could be considered a philistine here not very many movie lovers would rate Zombie Double Tap above High Life, and I can see why. Um, High Life is a much more artistically shot film. It's a much more artistically put-together film. The performances are all better, for sure. I, I acknowledge all that. If, if, I were rating, if I were rating these movies based solely on how well they're made, for sure High Life is a much better, much more well-made movie, for sure. But it's just like, how does it affect me? What, what did I like it? Did I enjoy it? Would I go back and rewatch it? All those factors, when you add those in, it's just like, yeah, this is slightly better than High Life. High Life, I have no interest in revisiting. Um, and, and I, I don't really have any interest in revisiting Zombie Land Double Tap as well. I did with Zombie Land One. I rewatch, did rewatch that movie once, um, and liked it. It was, it was a good movie. But this one, yeah, I don't. I don't have any plans to go back and rewatch it. Glad they made it, but it was per kind of unnecessary. Didn't really need that. Um, uh, I think that's about all I have to say about that movie. Um, all right, the number three movie that I watched, the third best, third worst movie, third best movie, is also from 2019. Um, same with High Life. I, I was very, uh, looking forward to this movie. I watched the trailer and I thought this is a unique movie. It's an interesting movie, an independent, uh, or I don't know, independent, but a very uh, smaller made movie, but looked very interesting. Directed by Robert Olson. Villains. This is a hell of a predicament we find ourselves in. I used to be a salesman. I could read people. Now, I'd like to take a stab at selling you. Judging by the broke-down car and the sorry state of my front door, I'd say both of you are on the lam. Everybody get down! 
How'd I do? That was amazing. I feel like I might be able to read people just like that. I'm gonna try right now. Um, your clothes look expensive, and this is a pretty house. But you know what I think the most telling thing about you is? Come on, baby, there's nothing down here. Villains starring Bill Skarsgård, uh, Mayaka, I think it's how you say it, Micah Monroe. Um, Jeffrey Donovan, John Donovan's in here as well. Um, Kyra Sedwick, or Sedgwick, how do you, how do you say her name? Sed, Sedgwick, yeah. I, I know her for some other things, but I just don't know her, I can't say her name very well. Um, yeah, Villains came out in 2019. I had high hopes for this movie. I thought, um, from the trailer and just from the mood I was in when I saw the trailer, I thought this could be, this could make my top 10 list maybe. Um, but it was mostly a letdown. It's an okay movie. It's almost good movie. There's some good stuff here, some bad stuff. Um, it's enjoyable. I was excited for this. Um, but yeah, it might be a case of too high of expectations, but it, it basically, it's a story of two thieves, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, um, who are just, they're on the run, they're on the lamb and they, um, come across or they, they run out. Of, I think, what was it? They run out of gas or they get a flat tire. They run out of gas at the beginning of the movie and they come upon a house. Uh, they, they, you know, they're walking down the road. They come upon a house. They're going to go in there and rob the house, take the car, get some gas, get some money, whatever they're going to do. They're going to go in there and do that. And as they're rummaging through the house, they come across something, um, in the basement, which the trailer gives away, but I'm just going to let it sit here. If you decide to watch this movie, I think this movie would be better seen if you know nothing about it at all. And, uh, they come across something in the basement and it, that is where the majority, that's the, uh, that's the inciting incident. That's the catalyst for the whole movie. And from there we get, um, we get the two owners of the house coming back and catching these two thieves in the middle of the act, Jeffrey Donovan and, uh, Kyra, they come back and they, um, they confront them and a lot of, a lot of interesting stuff happens from there on out. It all seems like cat in the hat, the movie cat in the hat, but, uh, rated R, um, <laughs> just kind of a more violent version. Like, like it, this movie seems like it exists almost in the world of Edward Scissorhands or something like that. Like it's a very strange world. Um, very limited storytelling exists kind of on the periphery of reality. It feels like, like I'm almost half expecting, um, half expecting this to be some kind of AI simulation or, or like for it to take this huge turn where it's like way outside of what you think the movie is. Like it seems like a show almost like they're, they're play acting, but it's very unique. It's a different, it's a, it's a unique movie. It's, um, worth watching for that, that, um, that in and of itself, there's some tense moments, um, but it all kind of feels, mm, I don't know. It, it didn't draw me in as much as I thought it would. There are some pretty cool shots here, um, some pretty cool ideas. I definitely would be in for what this director does next, just because I feel like there's a vision there. There's an artistic um, vision. Yeah, there's, an, there's a vision there. Definitely in for what he does next, but yeah, I did, wasn't in love with this movie. High expectations probably ruined it a little bit, but uh, yeah, two and a half out of five for me. All right, the number two movie that I watched, 
this movie is an older one, much older movie. But um, I heard a lot of good things about it. The movie is from 1997. And it's directed by Vincenzo Natali. The movie is Cube. A cube. 26 rooms high. And 26 rooms across. 17,576 rooms. Does anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a way in here, so there's got to be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? Take a good long look around. Cause I got a feeling it's looking at us. We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move. I just want to wake up. Room down there, and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Cube from 1997. Love the premise of this movie. Um, it's hard for me to rate this much higher than I have it. Um, I have it three out of five stars. A good movie. Um, this is a good movie that I would like. This is a good movie that I would recommend over some great movies for sure because of the premise. Because of the uniqueness of the movie. I don't know. Not unique. Oh, yeah, it is unique. Not in the sense that... Um, I think this is kind of like a playoff of Jean-Paul Sartre's... Um, I, th I think it was Jean-Paul Sartre. Was it Sartre? That did the um, the play or the story about the person that wakes up in a room uh, after they die. And then it's kind of like hell as other people. I think it was Jean-Paul Sartre. Can't remember exactly though. I gotta go back and uh, maybe I should cut this out and just like put it in and pretend that I'm way smarter than I am. But it's a very limited storytelling. These people wake up in a giant cube. They have no idea how they got there. Um, very much like Saw. This predates Saw though. Um, they don't know what's going on. It's it's a futuristic cube. There's obviously some weird stuff going on. Um, some uh, a brutal brutal and fairly realistic looking death scene happens right away uh, that lets you know what kind of movie this is going to be sets the tone right away um, and I was very interested from the get-go now there is some very bad acting in this movie for sure like extremely bad acting extremely bad dialogue um, for in some parts and then some good stuff elsewhere for sure there's some decent acting in here and some uh, it's it's funny because this is like a movie with a great story but a bad script um if that makes sense uh, uh maurice dean went uh is one of the actors in here and there are some hilariously bad scenes with him but in terms of like his performance it is it is comical it's very it's very amateurish looking it's like if i if i wanted to act with my friends right now let's do an acting scene and uh and i'm not i'm an untrained actor i don't know how to do what i'm doing um, but I really go for it. I mean, it was just very, very bad, but the story is so good. I really want to know what's in the next cube over. They, the, these people have to try to find their way out of the cube, the way they do it, the way they go about, about it with math and, um, figuring it all out is very cool. Very, uh, interesting. I liked it. I was engaged. I was interested. I was invested in the characters. And as they move through the cubes, I thought, yes, this is very good. I, I, um, without giving too much away, there is a scene near the end of the movie where 
it, it, it does one of the most annoying things I hate in movies. It's where a character will jump out like a jump scare. They jump out of a place that they should not be able to be without somebody noticing. So they're in a cube, okay? And a character just jumps out from behind somebody and grabs them. There's no, absolutely no way these other characters would not see that person enter the cube that they are in. I mean, it's impossible. That type of stuff really annoys me. It's like, it's like if you're in the middle of a football field, say, and then somebody sneaks up behind you and, you know, in a movie, like if they ever do those type of things, it's so annoying, so unrealistic. And it's there purely because it's a contrivance of the, of movie making. It's like they can do it because it's a movie. They can't do it in real life. There's no way this would happen. Um, and it's not like they're even giving you giving you a reason to think that they'll be distracted or something. It's just, oh, we're going to have this character pop up behind this other character because it's going to further the plot. It's going to uh, give a jump scare to the, the audience. And we we want there to be some some manufactured intensity there. Um, I hate that. I despise that. And there's a scene at the end of the movie that does that. Very annoying. But and and like how this movie resolves itself. Um, obviously, I'm not going to go into details, but I liked it. I I like the ending. I like the way it ended. But I felt like I. It's like one of those movies that. It ended, and I wish to end it in a different way, even though I like the ending. Which is a kind of a sign of a good movie. If you wanted more of it, like, I definitely wanted more of this movie. I actually, after I watched this movie, I went and breezed through Cube 2 and Cube 3. I forget exactly what they're called. I think it's called Cube 0 and, uh, well, let's see, let's look it up. Cube 2, Hypercube, and Cube 0. They're the sequels to this movie. Very... I didn't watch them all. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't watch those movies, but this movie cube is, I think it had a much smaller budget than those other two, but the other two looked horrendous, very bad, horrible CGI, horrible acting, horrible. Everything about it looked really bad. Um, but I, but I was so interested and intrigued by this movie. I went in, I just skimmed through those movies. Cause I was like, I want more, I want more of this movie, which is a sign of a good movie. I definitely, it's rare for me to want a movie to be remade, but this is a movie that I would love to see remade. Um, even keep the same director. I don't care, but just give him a bigger budget. Let's see. And better actors. I would love to see a remake of this, um, but I like this movie as it is. This is a movie I highly recommend, but it, it comes with some caveats. Very bad acting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bad, really, really glaring flaws in this movie, but I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. Cube, 1997, old school movie. All right, the best movie that I watched out of the last five. And this is the one I was saying. Okay, so uh, my little preamble beforehand. I don't see how anybody can watch this movie and think it's not a good film. At least a good film. But I can definitely see people saying High Life is so much better than this movie. But this movie to me is a great movie. It's by far and away better than all the other movies on the list. Um, although, you know, I'm going to be real. Um, I would recommend Cube and this movie about the same. This movie is from 2010, directed by Sir Ben Affleck. This movie is The Town. Don't get up. 
How you doing, Fergie? Listen, uh, just wanted to stop by and tell you myself, whatever this thing is you got going on, uh, I think my guys can handle it without me. You know what I mean? I wouldn't hire them without you. And I wouldn't hire you without them. You're a unit. Look, with all due respect, I didn't come here for a debate. I'm not doing it. So, you know, work it out however you can. Calm down. Okay. Goes against my better judgment, but just out of respect, smooth things over. Let's take this part, all right? Not gonna cut it. Do you think I'm gonna put Joe Flipperhead on this? You're gonna do what I ask. Cut it, huh? Okay. Let me ask you something. Who the fuck do you think you are? The only guy in Charlestown with a gun? You guys run numbers and pump dope. You're an old guy with a fucked up face who so don't know his glory is behind him. I ain't fucking working for you. Got it? The Town, directed by Ben Affleck, starring Ben Affleck, uh, Rebecca Hall, Jeremy Renner, who was awesome in this movie, John Hamm, Blake Lively, um, director and writer Ben Affleck. Very, all right, I think he gets shit on way too much. I think Ben Affleck is a f very good director. Um, very good writer, if he did in fact help write Goodwill Hunting. Um, this is a great movie, in my mind. Four out of five stars. Um, very watchable. Extremely watchable. One of my, one of the most watchable movies I can think of. And by, and by that, I mean, when you sit down and watch it, it just flows. It goes down really, really, really easily. It's a movie that you, like, I feel like I could just rewatch this movie at any time and be comfortable. So I've told you about this. I'm very picky when it comes to, uh, or indecisive when it comes to picking out a movie on any given night. I sit down. I've spent, honestly, literally more than an hour and a half trying to pick out a movie. Um, and often, I would say the majority of the time, about a half an hour, 15 to half, 15 minutes to a half an hour picking out a goddamn movie. This movie I could turn on without a hesitation. Just bam, let's start it. Let's watch it. My wife was like, all right, let's watch a town. Boom, me and her will be watching that. Very watchable movie for me. Very smooth and uh, very smooth watch. Great dialogue for the most part. I love um, I love a lot of the dialogue in this movie. And it's not just because of the Boston accent. Um, it's basically this is basically a rom-com, like a, a romantic comedy, uh, meet cute type movie, but with a bank robbery twist. And, uh, a heist. So this is, this is what I, it's kind of like a, yeah, twist with that, with like a heist film and, uh, with a Boston accent. This is what I wrote. I wrote, uh, in my little review. It's basically a rom-com script that had sex with a heist script that resulted in a baby that was raised in fucking Boston. Boston, or however you, however the accent is. It's really compelling throughout. I think it's, um, it's, a little bit, bit over the top with the gun violence and the um, putting some characters in such dire situations that had this been real life, there's absolutely no way those people are surviving. They're, they're not getting out of these situations. There was a little bit of that, um, which honestly just kept it from being, you know, a four and a half, five star movie for me, like one of my all time favorites. Um, those type of things kind of annoy me. I, I don't like... Um, I, I consider those plot holes and plot contrivances when it's so unrealistic, when the when the bullets are flying like in, in, insanely and characters are making it out for the most part. Um, 
there's some scenes that reminded me kind of of the movie that I talked about a couple months ago, Harriet, where there's characters in the right place at the right time to view um, the plot taking place, basically. And it was just kind of annoying. Like, why, why is that character there? That character should not be able to watch what's going down. That just doesn't make sense. So there was a few of that, but it's very nitpicky. I barely noticed it. I don't even think this is a rewatch for me. I've seen this movie before. I know on my first viewing of this movie, I definitely didn't pick up on that. I didn't think about that. It's it's one of those movies that just it, it, you just get absorbed into. And, and uh, it's kind of like it. Um, I don't know. It's just very captivating. I, I really love this movie. Um, ben Affleck is very good. Oh, well, a couple of scenes again, to be nitpicky of great movies, which is something I, it seems I do. Ben, uh, when I see Ben Affleck, uh, working out in this movie, showing off his, uh, he, obviously he's been working hard on his body in this, for this movie, maybe in preparation of Batman, who knows? Um, that's a little annoying and distracting. It's like, okay, you're the director, you're the writer. You wrote these goddamn scenes in here to just show off how buff you are and how cut you are. Cool. Cool story, bro. Um, it's one thing if another director does it or if it kind of serves the plot, but it didn't it just kind of annoying, a little bit annoying, but who cares? You know, I, this is those are the type of things I can see are why people dislike Ben Affleck or write him off a little bit. I think that's kind of the the flack he gets is for things like that. But um, I I really like this movie. I think it's a great movie. Um I, I think uh, he's a underrated director. Uh, and I think all the other things that I already just said. Um, I rewatched Gone Baby Gone a few months ago. And um, I, you know, I love that movie. Love that movie. And now I need to go back and rewatch his Argo. The one that won Best Picture. Because I remember not, uh, not being over the moon about that movie. I thought it was a very good movie. But, you know, I just, just didn't really... It wasn't like um, The Town for me or Gone Baby Gone. Um, so far out of those three, I got Gone Baby Gone uh, fairly higher than The Town. I really like Gone Baby Gone. It's four and a half out of five for me. Um, one of my favorite movies. Um, the Town under that and Argo, number three, which Argo won the best picture. So it's kind of strange. But um, yeah, really love this movie. And again, I am a Philistine if I'm putting... Uh, High Life at the bottom of this list, but yeah, I would not recommend High Life. Why am I ragging so much on High Life? Am I just trying to alienate movie lovers? Sorry about that. Maybe I'll give it a rewatch. If you reach out to me, if I get three people writing me and telling me um, that I need to rewatch it, I will. All right, that is episode 15. Um, Shout out to Platinum Grill for um, giving me that little intro. And until next time, Oh, uh, write me at stdmpodcast at gmail.com if you have any ideas for episode topics or if you would like me to rewatch some of these bad movies that I'm reviewing or reconsider some of the good movies, whatever. Just reach out to me, whatever you want to talk about. I'm cool. Um, yeah, until next time, stop talking during movies. During my drama, then there's gonna be drama. Talk during my horror, then there's gonna be horror. Talk during my comedy, that don't bother me. When I'm watching my movie, just don't talk to me. Talk during my gangster.
flick, I get gangsta. You top zero in my sci-fi, I mean my lightsaber. You top zero in my comedy, that don't bother me. When I'm watching my movie, just don't bother me. When I'm watching a scary movie, don't say it. Whoa, 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 that was scary. When we're watching the drama, baby, don't ask me. What, 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 what just happened? When we're watching a scary movie, don't say it. Whoa, 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 that was scary. When we're watching a drama, baby, don't ask me. What, 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 what?